0: Manny, 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 back Hello. again for another edition of here for SR. a live show about hardware failure. Uh, never apologizing.
1: Uh, streamer lights.
0: Streamer lights. That's a bit. I think uh, memes. Shit. That's it's
1: it. It's a pleasure. What's up, buddy? <laughs>
0: Hey man, uh, we're back again. We're hanging out. We're That's doing this That's so thing.
1: weird. Another week, another not an Ascari hat.
0: Mm. Do you like it though? It's a it's a hip hop hat. I don't know if you. Yeah, it's, it's I, like, I'm actually I'm digging it. It's uh, I'm digging it. It's underground Seattle hip hop from 2013. Oh, he he's cracking one. He's <laughs> he says there's no rules or no i no house drinking claws. there we go see that's how that's how tapped in I am i have uh a
1: it's okay grandpa
0: i have a sawtucket brewery peanut butter porter
1: why the why would you drink peanut butter tom Dude. that's an abomination
0: yeah, i'm telling you if you would be here putting this in your mouth right now you'd be you'd be saying something else you'd be singing a different tune buddy
1: uh, yeah, to the toilet because peanut butter is disgusting.
0: Uh, pancakes. Okay, hosting next week. <laughs> Manny fired.
1: <laughs> Manny fired from stream.
0: Uh, <laughs> good evening, Jeff. Uh, this week on the show, Maynard's coming on early. Talk NASCAR. We got Auto Club. We got Bristol. Um, we have packs talking packs that I did on Saturday. We are talking with Brian Lockwood, uh, Porsche Esports, Super Cup, Tag Heuer, some combination of those words, driver. As a driver.
1: brief aside, how do we keep attracting people with talent?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, can't, I, can't, I, I think people will look back. These, these very good drivers will look back on their submersion career and they'll say, man, when I was on Here for SR, that was a real low point. That was probably the lowest point of my career
1: imagine if these people turn out to use uh sp- h4sr as a springboard to world championships what a story that would be
0: i would love it if everyone who came on the show went for went to win like a feature race this in that season because it'd be clamoring, clamoring i mean on.
1: but you have to consider it depends on how you look at life really if you look at this moment in life as the sum of your decisions taken in the past. That means that, for example, a friend of the pod, Keegan Leahy, who came on last week, Mm -hmm. uh, those three wins were integral to him being able to make it onto the show. Mm. Therefore, uh, there is some correlation to success and being on our beloved podcast. That tracks, that
0: tracks, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that winner winning a world championship winning at a world championship level and this show go hand in hand
1: i mean if you look at the venn diagram it's a circle <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh so we're talking that we're talking with brian lockwood you, you really i was finally this is the first time that i've really been like i've uh done a little uh preemptive uh i don't know they call bumpers uh, where we get talk about what's going to be on the show first time This is incredible. I mean, some would call
1: this almost a professional production.
0: Anyway, at the end, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk BMW 120, which myself and Luke from Scar ran today, and we were murdered in cold blood by a F1... World Championship winning, race winning driver. Certain. That's a really Mr. weird
1: way to describe a Koanda driver, but we'll dive into that later. Oh my god,
0: that that happened. That that wasn't that wasn't murder. That was like a mugging. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but we were murdered by a misdemeanor. Simple Max battery
1: versus like felony assault. Got oh it. my
0: god. Okay, let's bring Maynard on uh, right away and uh We can talk a little NASCAR, Maynard. You on?
2: How's it going, Tom? How's it going, Manny?
0: Excellent, excellent. Maynard, always a pleasure. How are yes, you? Yes, sir.
2: Thanks for coming on my show. Oh, I just got here for our. I, oh, I just God. unstarted it. There we go. We're you guys are on? my first guest, so I'm I'm glad to have you on my show tonight. Uh,
0: so, are we doing your
1: show while we do our show?
2: Wow. I, I guess we is, huh?
1: Wow. This is, this is inception quality. That's that's amazing. What is your show
2: called, Maynard? Here for IR.
1: <laughs> Tom, I think I'm going to have to get in touch with our copyright lawyers after this.
0: Uh, you're going to be... I made
2: it up my, my dang self, all right?
0: Here for IR, he says. Uh,
2: I don't know anyone who races for IR. I certainly don't.
0: No, I wish I could. I can't. I suck. Uh... Wow. Well, Maynard, I'm glad. I Thanks for bringing us on the show.
2: Hey, anytime. Y'all welcome. Man. Anytime. Man.
0: What have you been, what do you got going on? What are we talking about today?
2: Well, as you know, I, I remember I done told you on a previous show that we done did, um, talking about Bristol, right? Well, I don't know if you know this, but they just raced there last night. So I figured we'd going Talk about that on our show tonight. Here for IR.
0: Uh, oh, I should I should ask. Uh, I'm drinking a peanut butter porter. Manny has a white claw. What, are you drinking anything tonight, Manny?
2: Well, uh, t- you you know me. I'm, I'm probably doing drank half case last night, so I'm trying to get healthy. I mean, that is a, uh, a Saturday now, cup race, right? So, so it's not. Yes, you sir. Go for Bud Light instead of full Budweiser, or no, no, no. I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about. Last night, full party mode. You know, you mm-hmm. watching that mm-hmm. cup right? Yeah, the full
1: Budweiser. right? Cup.
2: Yeah. yeah, the Winston Cup Tonight, race. not though,
1: Bud it's, Light it's and It's Sunday celery.
2: night, so no, no. I take I take Sundays off. I gotta get some healthy drink right. So I don't. I went to the f- local food line down here. Got myself a a, a All right, it's it's some good stuff. I don't know what it is yeah. or what's in it. That um, is
1: incredible.
2: But says right here, it's a it's a pamplemousse it's it's great. I'll tell you, you should get some.
1: Yeah, uh, Pamplemousse is a very nice flavor.
0: I'm glad I didn't have any. Beer I don't know in my anything about
2: that. that one, but this is Pamplemousse. It's yes, <laughs> pretty good.
0: Uh, okay.
2: Anyway, so we're how talking about Bristol. The, yeah, how was the Bristol race? All right, so let me let me tell you, I've been hearing now for like months, it's sold out race. I said. They don't make no sense. They don't sold out Bristol since nineteen ninety-seven, I believe, back before they you know ruined the ruined the daggone thing.
0: And NASCAR's already right up and up.
2: I, I brought I brought up my article for you because I I, I dunno we're gonna talk about this. It says right mm-hmm. here, NASCAR's Bristol playoff race is sold out, may have largest US sports crowd. Wow. Period. And then I was like, all right. I guess I guess they don't fixed it. Let's do something. I tune in about Nobody is sitting in the stands. Like, they, got, they got like 10 people out there. That like,
1: sounds oh, like an NFL cell. So
2: what is going on? Wh- what, uh, what was the deal? I, I got I got n- not the slightest, Tom. I can't even tell you. But you know what? It took me about 10 minutes. I, f- I figured out what was going on. Is was, was another boring Bristol race. Because they mm. essentially going to ruin that track. i done fell asleep probably half a dozen times.
0: I know you don't like that new track, so.
2: No, no, sir. It's about the only thing Bristol's good for is uh, learning what the back of your eyelids look like.
1: <laughs> How is that different from the other short tracks on the schedule, though, Maynard?
2: Yes, sir. That's actually a great point. You know, we used to have some some great short track battles back in the day. You know, you got you got the greats. You got Dale. You got Terry. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Tom. Rusty Wallace. Tom, I don't know how Tom is on the short tracks, but
0: mm, not
2: bad. You I've seen him go people? to town
1: at New Smyrna. I've seen I've seen him do some work at New Smyrna. It's because I'm garbage
0: yeah. at all the ones above a mile, so you know
1: that is. I've watched them. That's true. It's terrible.
2: I feel you. That's me. Some some weeks, you know. Uh, but yeah, you just gotta get that bump and run, you know, when you just get that short track vibe going and. But I don't know with this new package or, some, or whatnot, they got too much downforce. You can't bump them. I, I guess. I don't know. They got some, some some stuff on their like nose. They call that with the splitter or whatever. So it just ruined it.
1: Maynard, would you say that the current NASCAR package is the worst it's ever been? Or how do you think this compares to the car of tomorrow?
2: Well, wow, that's, that's a big question right there. You know, it's just...
1: Because the car of tomorrow, if I remember, was an abomination.
2: Uh, well, see what you' what you're trying to do right now is compare um I, I don't want to get too too lewd on this show. Um but on compare your show. Well this is your show, yeah. It. Well still I, I got I got a like a listener. I don't want to offend the listener that I do got. All right. That makes sense. Um we feel the same way. When you When you take when you take when you take a number two, right? (laughs) It, you know, goes in there in the toilet bowl, in the latrine. All right. Well, tomorrow then you're gonna take another number two. (laughs) You're just comparing number twos. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, are you leaving the number two in there overnight to compare? Wouldn't that skew the results?
2: To be quite honest, Manny, that's basically what NASCAR done did. That's how I feel. We've we left that number two in there. It's it's mellowed now with the with the yellow, and we are just left with some abomination. It's just it just stinks. You can't even tell tell anything apart anymore. What you got to do? I'm telling you. Listen, listen right here. You you write to to Bill France right now tonight. You say bring back. Didn't he get kicked out though? Listen, listen. You say bring back the the Gen Four. That's it. Period. Mm. No That's more discussion. We can all agree with nothing. Bring back Gen 4. as the greatest era. Is there's there for a reason. And they just didn't ruin the sport ever since then.
0: That's something we can all agree on, I think.
2: Yep. I,
1: I do love me some Gen 4. Oh my God. And uh, as we saw in last week's episode with uh, the glory and wonder of Ricky Craven, um, oh. I mean, the Gen 4 is truly one for the ages. It's, t- it's a timeless uh, oh. creation.
0: From the chat, Maynard... Uh crypto Simracer puts forth the issue with bristol is more the track than the package which i think you agree with right
2: I, i i believe so however it don't matter to me you just gotta burn down the track burn down the cars that's all we're talking about right now sure sure
1: now would the track be sold out if it was still burned down
2: maybe maybe more so because then you got like cars going through fire that might and, be and good. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. They a good jumps. point. Yeah. Now, and not, then all
1: you have to do is move North Wilkesboro, like 600 miles southwest, and, I mean, it's perfect.
0: More of a Rockingham man myself, but... Uh,
2: yeah. It, now, if you replace Bristol Rockingham, we'd be, we'd be great.
0: Oh, see, in the chat, did you hear about throwing dirt on the track? Well, Maynard has told me many times about the time where uh, they ran... Uh, World of Allah sprint cars at Bristol. I I don't remember what year this was, but he's told me many well, times about this. And he he, believe- he keeps Maybe sending YouTube links.
2: 99? nine Somewhere around 2000, there. Two thousand something like that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. All right. They got them sprint cars. And I, I was never a fan, right? i have you how have you know right now. Um
1: No wings. Uh,
2: stock car. Dirt stock car. Is where where I am right with my dirt experience, mm-hmm. Got um, it. street stock we call them. Okay, um, them then boys want to bring in these oh oh when sprint cars. It look like Indy car on in dirt. I ain't a fan. Leave that stuff in Europe or wherever it came from. Right, we don't need none of that. I don't personally.
1: think that sprint cars are from Europe. But continue, please.
2: Well, I, I think Kyle Larson in the winter break he went down there to Europe and uh, started racing all winter. So. I, yep. I'm pretty Nailed sure they it. are. Nailed it. But anyway, so <laughs>
0: continue. Just keep going. They,
2: it's it's still listen, it's a dirt car. It can run on dirt. Now you put you put dirt on Bristol. What you need to do, They they can call me up. Bill France, if you're listening, you can call me up. We'll hook you up with some with some street stocks and we're gonna raise street stocks at Bristol on the dirt. Now that'll be fine. But you put these abomination of cars up there on that dirt track and bristol bristol dirt track is gonna be nonsense we don't want to see none of that
0: i'll be honest i might watch dirt street shocks at bristol on dirt i, I would, might watch that
2: i would enjoy that greatly yeah. i think uh i think everybody would because that's the greatest combination you can uh, ever dream of May-
0: maynard you sent me uh your own show script uh I think we're, if you don't mind, just for when you and, you know, you and I are talking, if we could skip over what you have listed as, uh, old Donnie, uh, tire tips from the local track. Can we skip that part and go straight to auto club?
2: Uh, Well, I was, I was going to talk about that. I had, I had a good, probably 15, 20 minute discussion on.
0: Yeah. Well, no, but I, I was thinking that when, when we're. When the here for us our guys are on your show, that we could skip over that, and you can do it after.
2: Oh, okay, I say what you're saying. We're yeah. just going to move that to the bottom of the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. When, when yeah,
0: when we we're
2: off the list so we're entirely. Still, I mean, it, we're still, still going to talk show. about it. We're still going to talk about it. It's just going to be after a few more things, uh, and then you know what? Then we're we're kind of free because we can say, okay, we got sixty more minutes to talk about the dirt Trick.
0: Sixty more minutes to talk about number two is overnight that you leave yeah, yes sir uh, right. i got bad news for you quick minute uh from the chat uh the first the world's first winged car known today as a winged spring car was created and driven by jim cushman at the Columbus motor speedway oh in ohio in 1958
2: well there's your problem
0: which i'm confident is in the united states
2: yeah but they're yankees we don't want none of that ah uh, uh,
0: so basically europe is what you're saying
2: yeah the where they come from they Got came it. from England. Got we it. We don't want them. So we're you saying. Know what they say? they, that what language sure they understand. speak up there in Ohio, they speak English. What's up, Manny?
1: Uh, so just to make sure I understand. So north of the Mason-Dixon, Europe. <laughs> South of the Mason-Dixon, real America.
2: I mean, basically, they're putting okay. wings on them cars.
1: All right. Look. All
2: right. Look. You just said yourself you didn't like car tomorrow because why? Because it has this huge mongus wing on there. It looked like I'm driving from Japan, right? <laughs> so you put that on that on stock car, a dirt. What you got? What you got? This sprint car nonsense. Anyway, anyway, look, we are gonna talk about what was that thing? I, I, how about how You want to talk about Auto Club? I got something better. We're gonna talk about Kyle Busch. Now I ain't no Kyle Busch fan but he done said something that made me proud. You know what he done said? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm, I got to read you this quote. Cause this is a good quote. he said, uh, we just got stuck with Logano as the usual. Of course, uh, him being a expletive head, now, I don't know what an expletive head is, but I think that means your head good. blows he says, up. Is that
0: right? Is that right? Yeah, man? I feel is like,
1: that like that it's right? an exclamation point. That that sounds right.
2: And here he says, "Joe Logano is nobody's friend for a reason. I can f- fully stand under, under uh, Kyle Bush there, his sentiments.
1: Now, as someone who is a deep fan of, the real NASCAR. Is it hard to have to support Kyle Bush uh,
2: in his favor against anyone? Oh, man. You know, uh, first off, I think he's from like California or something. So I'm not a big fan of that. And then second off, uh, you know, he's driving, cheating Toyota. So, but another thing with Kyle Bush, remember, he got that first win back when he used to race for Hendrick uh, in a car tomorrow. And first thing he said he got out of that car. He said, I ain't racing this piece of x blue, I guess, is what he said. <laughs> uh, but I was like, Hey, you know what? He ain't he ain't too bad of a guy, I guess. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, that but was yeah, kinda, I, so I, basically I, the long the, the short short bit of the story is he's not that bad. Better than Joey Logano. That's just yeah, yeah, he
2: it, that's that's an easy one to say right there. He's better than Joey Logano, but you know, I <laughs> wouldn't be like hanging out with him in a Daytona practice or nothing like that.
0: Uh, hey, man, we're going to talk about auto club. Uh, I just want right. to quick get in. Uh, I know, I know you strictly said this was y- our show on your show on our show, which is very confusing, Yes, sir. Uh, but we, we do have another, we have a guest.
1: Uh, I and, believe our paths will be diverging. Yes. And, and, and I'm, uh,
0: we I think we have Brian Lockwood. Uh, Brian, can, do you got us right now? Uh,
3: maybe not. just Maybe
0: yet. not just yet. Tell you what, Maynard, you can keep talking Auto Club. Uh, oh, what
3: do hey you know? Guys, is this uh, is this thing on?
0: We got, we got you, Brian. Awesome. Uh, Maynard, we can talk Auto Club. You know what? We're we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go four way here. I want yeah, you to, uh, Brian Brian to listen yeah, about Auto Club. Yeah, which I'm, I'm sure, sure he's very I'm sure Brian's about. very up on all NASCAR all the time.
1: As right, well. a as a brief aside before we get into Auto Club, Brian, welcome to the show. It's very nice to be here in this frame with
3: you. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh
0: how much NASCAR do you watch, Brian?
3: NASCAR's okay. I uh, I don't know much about NASCAR, but we can talk about it.
0: Love it, love it. Works for me. And we're about to. So uh, Maynard Auto Club hit us up with it.
2: All right. So I I done done some reading. Yeah. As I do, and they are getting rid of one of the best tracks in NASCAR, which was Fontana. Uh, not now I guess y'all y'all kids call it Auto Club or whatever. That's right. Whatever reason. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, it's called Fontaine, all right? So they say, all right, we're gonna, we right, want to drive less. I'm having we trouble We want to drive slower, we want to drive worse. Let's uh, chop it all up, and uh, we're going to make it into is there... Bristol. I Witch. think,
0: I bet you probably can't hear Maynard. Let me see if I can patch you through. Oh,
2: wow, I can't hear. What's his name? Uh, Brian. Brian, yeah. Yeah, I can't hear him, hear him nothing near
0: What a kerfuffle we're having. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brian. Uh Man, you keep telling us about Auto Club. I'm going to fix the problem, here. Yeah.
2: All right. All right, so you're talking about Bristol back in, you know, 1995 and say, hey, that'd be a good track, right? Well, maybe. But now, we don't want to see none of them short tracks. Nonsense. And so what you got, what you ended going to end up with is, uh, you know, grandma driving down the food line in a Toyota Camry. And that's what you got. You got just them driving in circles. Turner left. You know all them Europeans they want to call, make a fun of us for our only Turner left and that's what we got down here with Bristol, and Martinsville we're just going to have another one of them more do nothing, short tracks. Mm-hmm. And I now,
1: find it hard to disagree.
2: Now, you think about what Fontana is and uh, Michigan, same way, and you got uh, Daytona and Talladega all pretty much the same, all super speedways and be flat out pedal to the metal and that's what you want in nascar you want to go fast and you want to eat the gas i think is what they say i don't think and, that's what they say and you just want to you just want to race and you just want to go go good you don't want to you don't want to be going out of the grocery store and getting them bananas in your toyota camry you want to be driving down the interstate flat-footed in your uh your chevy camaro that's what you want my I do want
1: to clarify for the record. Um, yes, sir. Are you endorsing buying bananas from the interstate?
2: Well, I, I think I think you just got me confused. I don't know what you're trying to ask me. He's
0: asking if you're buying bananas from the interstate. seemed pretty. Because we went
2: from the supermarket no. to the interstate. I just I wanted to make sure that I understood. No, I'm, you go buy your bananas at the food line. But you, you, okay. You could you right. take the interstate to go get there down there i-85 uh
0: brian i assume you still don't get maynard but have you ever bought bananas from the interstate
3: i can't say that i have would you Uh, like to what i have bought watermelons from the side of the road and those are some
0: good uh maynard i'm going to translate for you brian says he's he's bought watermelons from the side of the road but not not bananas
2: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've done that too. I think sure. I've
1: done. I, I think I've done roadside watermelons, and they were quite tasty.
2: I'll report mm. this. Roadside honey. All right. Too. So That's now okay. that we've done talking about Auto Club, we're gonna we're gonna bring on my guest here. Uh, got dirt track local. Okay.
0: All uh, right. We're gonna we're gonna bounce Maynard.
2: I think we're having some technical difficulties, Maynard. We're gonna have to circle back with you on that. You
0: know, one. it's hard being on your show, Maynard, and on our show, on your show. You understand? Y- yeah, I think so. Oh, excellent.
2: Well, I will tell you what. We'll, we'll we'll catch him next time. We'll we'll talk later. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Y'all, oh, oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Maynard. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Uh,
0: all right, Brian. Well, you missed Maynard. Uh you you really missed Maynard. You probably missed uh I don't know how to describe it, maybe the utmost I'm surprised he hasn't been hired by NBC to do NASCAR. Tonight
1: tonight's the Emmys, right?
0: I have no idea, Manny.
1: Yeah, he's for sure a 2021 Emmy contender.
0: Interesting take, hot take. Uh, anyway, we have we have Brian Lockwood. Uh, I'm gonna get this right this time. Uh, Tag Hoyer, Porsche Esports Super Cup. So
3: iRacing. close. Uh, Porsche Tag Hoyer Esports Super Cup.
0: Excellent. Uh, Got him. Dr- <laughs> uh, driver and. Uh, team owner, team manager for Racecraft Esports?
3: Exactly. I, uh, I manage our racing efforts. So, you know, I'm the guy that's managing our roster, bringing new drivers onto the team, stuff like that.
0: And, uh, how long has the team been in existence and how long have you been sim racing? I know you have some real life stuff too. So uh we actually have a set a quick set of questions to ask you but I I just we'll get that I'll be honest it's mostly a meme. Uh so we'll we'll get we'll get the the real stuff uh done first about your uh sim racing background.
3: All right, yeah. Well, it's funny ask with Racecraft um We technically started as a team in 2017, mid-2017 or so. But at first, it was really just a group of friends that were racing together. Uh, Nothing serious. You know, I was racing in the Skip Barber 2K World Cup, but not super competitively, not taking it that seriously. Then over time, I think uh, in the middle of 2018, I won the 2K World Cup. And from there, we started taking it more seriously. And that's, all, that's when I say we really started being a, a racing team instead of just you know, a circle of friends. Uh, we got some drivers from the Skippies. And, of course, in 2019, we moved up to the Formula Threes. Kept growing, dominated there. And, yeah, for, since then, we've just been chasing competition. And we did some GT stuff throughout 2019. Uh, we're planning on doing the GT World Championship this year, but of course, weren't able to, to do that with the the series getting next. So mm-hmm. I took a shot at the Super Cup, and it's worked out.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it has. Uh, did you? Uh, were you expecting to get to qualify in? Do you think when you started? Absolutely not. No. I, I mean, yeah. but you definitely have had uh, a, a lot of pace, uh, certainly. And uh, now that you move up to the the top flight here, um, I know that, and I, guess, I guess I don't know your expectations for the, the year.
1: The thought of, basically, it sounds like doing Super Cup um, uh, qualifying almost has somewhere between an afterthought and a meme born out of <laughs> curiosity qualifying anyway. I mean, it's that's amazing.
3: Well, it's something like that. And to be fair, I worked my butt off from day one. But it was like, you know, I wanted to be in a top-level competitive series this year. That was the goal. That was always the goal. And I didn't think I could make it with the top 40 drivers on iRacing. You know, probably 40 of the top 50 sim racing drivers. Um, I, I just didn't think I was there. But I decided, hey, why not go for it? See what happens. See what I can do. Uh, I think the new tire model helped me out a lot since everybody was starting from a a level playing field. Nobody had a ton of experience with those tires. So I was learning from the same place that everybody else was and uh, just stayed above the cutoff every Uh, week.
0: That's actually something I wanted to ask you about, um, particularly because you had some really good results um, for the first few rounds. And I'm wondering if, if um, maybe that new tire model, because you had so much time on it and developing a, a car and um, the high-level competition, even in the qualifiers, if if you think that probably helped in the first couple of rounds. Because I, I th- if I'm not mistaken, round one was your best result, points-wise?
3: Round one was my best, yeah. And yeah. then round two followed up with uh, a couple of top tens as well.
0: So. Mm-hmm. And and you think that that has to do a lot with um, you had being so... You know, working and racing with the car so much when maybe the other guys hadn't been. You know, the guys who had been pre-qualified in the series.
3: Yes and no. I certainly think it helped, uh, but I don't think it gave me a direct advantage over anybody coming in. In the sense that I did sixty hours of practice for Zandvoort, and that's on track, that's VRS time, not uh, not time spent looking at data or going over uh tire strategy stuff like that um so i think everybody had the potential for the same result starting from the end of qualifiers but we uh and at that time uh, i was working with jeff giassi and we started working with red bull as well to push each other and develop the setup even more so we all got to a really, really strong place for the first round. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the tire model. I was actually really thrown off by the mid-season update we had, I think, after, after Donington.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, for some reason...
1: Maybe sometime around Nürburgring, April-ish, somewhere around there?
3: Yeah, well, it was actually before a couple of weeks before the first Le Mans attempt.
0: Attempt, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. So I thought we had a decent setup for Lamar, but around that time, uh, I stopped working with Red Bull and Jeff, and I think they ended up getting somewhere with the setup that I didn't. So, anyway, it's a long story, but I started chasing a direction that worked great on the old tire model, but on the new tires of the old tire model, meaning the first three races and on the new tires it just wasn't working so well so it took me a really long time to realize hey maybe i should just approach this from a new new tire model perspective and figure out what the car wants figure out what's going wrong you know i was my my setups tended to have a lot of understeer on corner entries they're just easy to drive but not that fast and I wasn't able to work out a few different things to, to make up some pace, but I think we're in a better place now. So hmm. we'll see how the next couple of rounds go. Uh, all
0: right. Well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to let Manny loose. I'm going to unleash Manny, uh, with a couple of quick fire questions on you. Uh, so we asked Maynard, so, uh, I'm drinking a peanut butter porter this evening, which is quite is pleasant. Uh, it's quite good. <laughs> uh, Manny's being fired. Uh, Manny has a white claw, like the small white man he is. Uh, I'm wearing Ugg boots. Don't worry. Oh my God. Brilliant. Uh, I, th- I think that Keegan might not have been wearing pants, uh, last week. <laughs> he asked me specifically if there'd be video and I said, no, it didn't have to be. And he said, you know what? Actually, that's going to stay between him and me. Uh, Brian, are you are you <laughs> drinking anything this evening? I, I told you it's recommended, but not not required.
3: I've got a Sierra Nevada Torpedo IPA.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, my so, wife would approve.
3: Yeah, it's quite good.
0: I don't know if Manny approves of IPAs. He should. He's I'm he's not crazy about alone.
1: IPAs, oh but God. I do live in a very IPA heavy area, so I've I've come to a a good stalemate with it. There are good IPAs to be had. Um, yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, yeah, I it, just got bored of everything else.
0: Interesting. Inter- See, I'm bored of IPAs. Uh, in the chat, we have 11% white wine. Is that high for a wine?
3: I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't immediately recall, but it's probably tasty.
0: More of a red wine man myself. Okay, Manny, uh, questions. This is the first time we've been doing this segment, uh, uh, so enjoy, I guess. Yeah, so really an Sorry, underlying
1: man. theme of... Uh, the here for sr podcast is that each guest uh functions as a uh science experiment for us to then pass on to the other guests mm-hmm. so congratulations brian uh first off yeah.
0: yeah i mean jamie um, fluke really got the worst of it but here we are
1: <laughs> he was a lovely person uh, so first question uh do you find that you're superstitious uh are there any pre-race rituals you tend to go through
3: Absolutely. Uh, really, one specifically. So, I always eat exactly an hour and a half before qualifying starts. It can't be 15 minutes later or before. Exactly an hour and a half before qualifying.
0: Does it? Does the food vary?
3: Uh, nope. It's no. always a a beef stew. Sometimes with like some basic veggies thrown in, but very simple. Uh, nothing yeah just a just a beef stew
0: so you're like the the monk of porsche esports super cup am i uh seemingly simple beef stews
1: from a practical perspective too uh i think that it's important to be on a uh regular cycle as someone who has lost the day 500 due to an unplanned bathroom (laughs) break so Having regular uh, meal times probably uh, strong.
0: For I knew what the story was going. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, well,
3: it's funny. My food is super regimented, right? And I'm very careful with that. Okay. My sleep, on the other hand, complete mess. You guys would not believe what I put myself through for some of these races. I mean, uh, Barcelona, I had, I think, 30 minutes of sleep because I was up late reworking the setup. Uh, I I
0: feel like that original Nurburgring.
3: I had no sleep at all. I don't think there's a single race I've had more than four hours before the race.
0: I see at that, at a certain point, I'd say anything below seven hours, regardless, you could give me like the best set in the world and I'd still be trash.
1: (laughs) I'm still trash on eight hours of sleep. So I don't, I don't really have a lot of excuses there.
0: Me too. We'll get there later. We'll talk about BMW 120. It'll be great. Uh, okay, sorry, Manny. Continue. All
1: right. So, next question: You win a Porsche Tag Heuer eSport uh, Super Cup race. What is your celebratory? Uh, what is your celebratory meal?
3: Celebratory meal? Oh, something that the ultimate cheat meal. It's probably going to be a cheat day, so it's going to be beef stew again. I'm I'm going to give my interview. I'm going to talk with all my teammates. I'm going to get up, open a bottle of champagne, uh, and order Chinese food. <laughs> and I'm a type one diabetic, so Chinese it. food in particular just completely screws up my numbers. And uh, I'm going to eat that and have a little bit left over. Then that night, ordering a pizza, a giant twenty inch mm. pizza. Um, from maybe maybe like a sausage bacon beef sort of thing maybe a hawaiian you know that's going to trigger a few people uh, but, w- uh from
0: what where are you ordering it from were you uh you a Dono's man? Or what? What's up here?
3: Good. Uh, it's a place called gumby's pizza here in tallahassee uh, okay i don't okay. know if you've ever heard of it no no not
0: i manny maybe
3: it oh, might be you out in uh, tallahassee i
1: actually yeah. grew up in jacksonville so
3: oh really where do you live now?
1: Uh, Austin, Texas.
0: Okay. Good job getting cool. out of Florida, buddy. Sorry, Brian. <laughs>
1: I traded in the flip-flops for uh, for cowboy boots, so it's <laughs> <a> good. <laughs> so.
0: Well, <if> any- Florida
3: <laughs> isn't something I'd wish on anybody.
0: Luckily, we don't have any listeners from Florida, Manny. I'm, I'm confident we haven't offended anyone.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, Pancake is probably our only Florida listener, and now Brian. So when he inevitably has to li- listen to this again, so
0: uh, he'll hear it in his nightmares. Manny, question three.
1: All right, question three. So you show up at your friend's wedding. You're hyped. The DJ is sick, and you have to step in. What banger are you playing to start things off?
3: Oh. <laughs> Well, if I'm at my friend's wedding, uh-huh. they know better than to let me anywhere near the DJ. So I don't think that's going to happen in the first place.
0: Uh, we're, we're, we're dealing hypotheticals here.
3: Okay. All right. Something awful. Okay. Maybe uh, Darude Sandstorm would be a good option. Oh, oh that <laughs> really. Uh, some some is, heavy rap music, maybe.
0: Oh, no.
3: We're not messing around. Okay. If you give me the if you give me the ox cord, uh,
0: <laughs> see you can tell you can tell tonight. a man is of a certain vintage when he says give me the ox cord. I I think uh, I don't think my children even know what that is. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they understand.
1: I I was I was big on the ox uh, growing up.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah!
1: Was the auxiliary Dell Pocket DJ compatible, Tom? Mm. I feel like that's important discussion. You know it
0: was, buddy. You know it was. Brian's probably a little young for a Dell Pocket DJ.
1: Oh, Jesus!
3: Yeah, a little
0: bit. Brian's like a... Yeah.
1: Uh, so, Brian, you if you were an... not aware...
0: 96, uh, baby?
1: The Dell Pocket DJ is every, like, mid-2000s MP3 meme brought to life in <laughs> a crappy box.
0: Oh, um, crappy. And
1: Tom is a diehard fan. I think he owns Stock and Dell. Um, he makes sure to plug it at every possible occasion. So
0: It was by far and away the finest MP3 player ever made.
1: Really? I ran over with That's my car once. That's a made to say Microsoft fine. Zune, but we'll move on.
0: What an asshole. <laughs> Alright, Manny. Alright. So, these quick fires are taking a long uh, time.
1: If... Uh, in in PESC, if it was a high school class, uh, what would be your uh, senior superlative?
3: Senior superlative. Oh, I'm not sure.
1: So most likely to any of those.
3: <laughs> most likely to choke qualifying, maybe. Oh, that's, that's a been sad the story move. of the whole season.
0: <laughs> that's too bad
1: a man Uh, after my own heart
0: i feel that i spun in qualifying today during the bmw 20 so uh
1: i think you're around the same age as us so i feel like this will resonate with you deeply uh growing up uh in the twilight era for middle and high school would you say that you were team edward or team jacob
3: I'm having to think about this. I mean, this
0: might this might determine your sim racing career. Uh, A lot of fans.
3: a long
1: time. You never know who's listening.
3: I mean, I don't remember. I think at the time I was Team Edward, but looking back and i don't remember any of the details so forgive me if this is way off base but i i sort of remember jacob having way more of a like moral standing ground mm, than edward
0: interesting
3: yeah
1: that's uh i think that's a fair assessment uh, i i feel like you've answered uh correctly you passed <laughs> well.
0: you passed Well, oh, good <sighs> on to the next question you passed
3: all right next question favorite racetrack favorite racetrack brand touch wow Love it. It's uh Ooh, not always the best G. to race on GP, of course GP. Yeah, yeah. It's not always the best to race on, but especially for hot lapping and you know just just driving the track. Um, it's got a fantastic rhythm. It's got a fantastic flow to it. Um, lots of lots of different braking zones. Lots of tricky braking zones, and Nothing like a hairpin that just you slow the car down almost to a complete stop and it just breaks the whole flow. I feel like at Brands Hatch, I'm doing obviously the corners have a lot of different corner types, but they're all just you know, you carry speed through the mid corner, uh, you get a really sick exit, and you just try to get the car. Into the corner as quickly as you can without losing your line, along with some of the bumps that it has. To me, it's just it's the most fun track on uh, on iRacing. not mm, take is it.
1: I have to say, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think that Brands Hatch is very slept on in a lot of the series schedules, and given, like you said, it might not be the best thing to race on, particularly in like high downforce cars. But um, I think that the most impressive thing for me about Brands Hatch is that you're either going 10 tenths every lap or you're three seconds off. It's it's a maximum commitment track, and I think that's part of what makes it so fun.
0: That's also why I'm so slow at it, I think. <laughs>
3: it was really crushing for me to be... Uh, <laughs> I had a ton of pace at Brands Hatch for the Super Cup, but something happened in qualifying where... I had adjusted my uh my pedal setup like a week before and so these metal struts that you know support the brake actually were coming over the top of the pedal where my toes were and it wasn't a big issue throughout practice you know I could feel they were there not a big issue right before qualifying of the super cup they start actually I don't know if they're creating a blister on my toe or cutting into my toe or something But all of a sudden, it was super uncomfortable, and there wasn't any time to change it. So, of course, I let that get in my head, and uh, just made some mistakes during qualifying. Ended up like somewhere in the the low twenties, I think, instead of I should have been competing for a top ten.
0: Our man, our first guest, actually. And I know that's
1: something that uh, Jamie mentioned on the uh on the first broadcast is how small the gap is between just first and twenty fifth place.
3: Mm.
1: Like one corner that's ten spots.
3: Yeah, absolutely. One corner, one tenth. I mean mm. that's that's all we're talking here. Really if you're as fast as someone like uh uh Josh Rogers, Sebastian or now, Alejandro Sanchez has been up there, you've got a little bit of room for mistakes because they seem to consistently have one, two tenths on the field. But if you're more with the main pack, I mean, the gap from fourth to 25th can be just a quarter second or less. And, you know, a quarter second, that's thats two of what I consider major mistakes, but what other people might consider just, you know, that's a normal corner variance for a lot of people. Normal people? Okay. <laughs> well yeah. yeah and that that's something I've had to really come to grips with as I've run in the series just how much a tenth matters how much 300s matter
0: mm-hmm. sure all right Manny. hit him with the next one
1: all right uh, your next question what is the most useless vegetable and why <laughs>
3: most useless vegetable
0: what never has made it into the beef stew that's kind of what I want to know
3: I think celery is a useless vegetable because you literally burn more calories consuming it than you get from the celery.
0: I'd argue that might make it the most useful
3: vegetable. So what you're saying is you can lose weight and do exercise
1: by eating celery.
3: Yeah, good luck doing exercise. I don't know if you're going to have any energy left over for it, but yeah, you can lose weight, sure. Fair. (laughs) It might be the most
0: efficient vegetable or the least efficient, hard to tell.
3: I guess it depends how you look at it. It
0: definitely does. It definitely yeah, does. Yeah, I guess
3: it's a matter of perspective, isn't it?
0: Flying through.
1: All right. And last but not least, and possibly the the question with the. Uh, oh, I, uh, I, I lost you there for a second. I watched Tom's uh, driving, particularly on move. But he's, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, Tom. You're absolutely off with the restarts. How can this man improve? The restarts
3: uh i'm getting a, a lot of feedback from somebody here
0: it's manny uh manny wants to know and, is and it i kn- me? it is uh I, I know you probably don't have do a lot of restarts being being a, a road focused man uh have you done any real asphalt oval much of, much um, of manny?
3: enough to be familiar with it i mean i'm not i haven't seriously raced it in years but i know how it all works Uh, i started off when i was a kid doing laps and laps in the legends car so
0: excellent uh manny has implied maybe fairfully fairly that i am very bad at restarts and the last question is how can i improve at restarts
3: well Does the problem stem from just your initial timing of the throttle application, or is it more having all the cards packed together? Hmm. Manny?
1: It could be as simple as maybe opening your eyes.
0: Yeah, I knew knew you were (laughs) going to say some real-time shit. I knew it.
3: You know what? I mean, what's the trouble, though? What's the trouble? Like, what's causing you to get in trouble? Are you getting gapped on the initial run or through the first? couple of turns when we're all restarted is that, like, are you just consistently losing spots? Where is the issue? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, was the answer. Uh, okay. They've actually improved <laughs> quite a bit, but uh, for for a good long while, it was like a meme that um, if I was starting top five, I'd be top ten uh, at the end of lap one, at least. But, you know, you <laughs> hang on for a while. Uh... You know, I think that, Manny, it's unfair of you to drop these kind of questions on people when uh, my IR is higher than yours.
1: Oh, it oh. is. It actually is. You have uh, Overtaken. overcome yes. a, what, 700-point deficit from when I got a dog to, I think, you're 500 points above me, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Just remember, in the time that you've had a dog, I've had a child the whole time. So, uh, let's let's talk packs. Uh, now, which
1: one of the two would you want?
0: I can't talk about this on stream. Uh, <laughs> let's talk packs. Um, there was a there was an event. Well, oh, just weekend. real
3: quick before we move on. Oh God! I just okay. want to say uh, there's a good chance I'd have to look at what's going on, but this is one of my favorite things to do as okay. someone who's Pretty good at this racing thing mm-hmm. is uh, to to look at what's going on with uh, a pattern that you're noticing with your driving. Like I'm slow here, or I'm losing out on restart, stuff like that, and really just get to the bottom of the issue. You know, I'm really focused on finding the root cause of whatever is causing the trouble. Like, yeah, as I'm sure you can hear, I'm asking just by talking with you guys, I'm trying to diagnose where the problem is, lies right mm-hmm. again one of my favorite things to do as someone involved in the sim and uh well that is what i do with uh, with coaching so good chance i'd have to look at exactly what's going on to be able to help you out closely but if that's something you're interested in we can make it happen
0: you know me. I, I actually am a pretty strong believer in one of one coaching. Ryan, I think you gave so. that
3: question way more respect than I
1: deserved, and I appreciate <laughs> you for it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Manny deserves very little respect. Uh, let's talk packs. Uh, <laughs> we, oh, oh, we had uh, an event over the weekend. I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna get this name right. It was the Packs Almost Pro 10K IRacing Challenge. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. Uh, it was an yeah. MX MX5 at Charlotte Roval and uh, the Pax is the Penny Arcade Expo, and this year they're doing it all online because of COVID, and they're doing an, they did an iRacing event, so uh, there was a time attack qualifier, and um, top forty went in, and it was only open to drivers in the U.S. and Canada. But there was a, about a week long um, time attack qualifier, and. Uh, it turns out that both myself and you made it in, as well as, I think, three of your teammates. Is that right?
3: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And um, I, at least, was expecting much worse race quality than we got. It was actually pretty good, and you had a pretty good result, and the team had a great result, I think, overall. Uh, uh, one, two, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... With with this kind of racing, the
1: race management was amazing at the front. E- yeah, so
0: that's good. that's something I want to talk about. So, so when it became obvious that you'd have one two at the front, um, was it decided that you were going to hold those two spots because drafting was a big deal at the roval? So now, was it decide? Were you on the radio and say, and you were going to push? How how did you make sure that that gap stayed at that point?
3: So nothing was decided beforehand, and uh, I know there have been some issues, for example, earlier this year with the BMW 128 Daytona with uh, Team Redline doing some really funky, uh, not-so-clean team strategies to keep their cars up front.
0: I heard that they like to disconnect their wheels at certain times for if <laughs> super boost. That's just what I heard. You
3: know, I've, I've heard that too. We'll
0: talk about it later.
3: Not going to say what I was just thinking, but, uh, safety first. E- yeah. We, uh, we, we wanted to make sure none of that happened with us. So nothing was decided beforehand. Uh, we just knew that of course it's a draft track and we have practice, our team has a lot of roots in the NX5 and the Skippy, so we have experience working together as a duo, and you know, knowing when's the right time to work together, when's the right time to fight, that sort of thing. So once Rasmussen and I got out front one-two, we knew it was in both of our best interests to just try and keep the gap. Uh, so we were on the mic together, and whoever was faster at the time, you know, I, I was behind him for a while. And he started making a few mistakes. We said, okay, let's swap here. Um, Then that happened again a few laps later. And it just so happened that the pack caught us when Racine was winning and I was second. So from that point, you know, I'm not going to make a move because we are teammates. We're in first and second. I don't want to make a move that jeopardizes both of our races and jeopardize, you know, if I try to go for the lead and ended up making us drop back to second or third or worse, that's just really stupid.
0: Do you think there's extra responsibility on you to be safe being um, the head of the team? Do you feel it? Were you feeling that when you're behind him?
3: I wasn't feeling any extra responsibility to be safe, but I certainly was feeling it's interesting. There's a bit of a different perspective you have in the race as just a driver and a teammate versus being the actual leader of the team. Like when we finished the race, we got a one, two, right. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't feeling that celebratory right away because I was also thinking about uh, John and Justin who started the feature in 6th and 4th respectively and neither of them finished the race.
0: Justin died horribly killing an innocent man right in front of me, I'm afraid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure he was that innocent. I think that was a bit of a racing incident. Uh, but,
0: uh, uh, well... <laughs> It was, it was, it was, it was, he gave it a go. I think neither of them gave each other any sort of room. We were through wide. I backed out. Yeah. They, they murdered each other. Um, I think that's accurate. Neither it was, of them gave it was other. pretty, yeah. No one was giving a go there. Uh, I was surprised on, on, on that, but I guess, Hey, you know, uh, I was hoping to follow Justin actually back to the top 10 cause I knew he had some pace. I was, I was pushing him a little bit and, um, was hoping, you know, we could have a little run there, but uh, in the end, there was some death in front, and uh we lost the draft but hey could happen yeah yeah but there was there say. was some death there, which actually I expected a lot more of, so it's maybe it maybe impressive that uh there was there was i only saw the they one big accident happen right in front of me I was expecting more just glad I wasn't involved in said big accident I'll take a p thirteen it was all right it was good fun.
3: Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, uh, it seemed like you picked up the pace quite a bit in those last couple of days before the race. So well, getting uh, up to P13, that's solid.
0: Unlike you, who was easily qualified and safely, uh, I was running time attack laps all the way to uh, Wednesday evening or whatever to make sure I got in. Uh, you know, so by I'd say by the time... When uh Friday evening when I ran some laps with you guys, that was probably my second non time attack session of the week, you know, because really it had been a grind up until then. So you know, if you can call qual- if you can get that good time early and, you know, uh focus elsewhere, that probably was an advantage. So
3: Well, I'm not so sure about that. Uh I was the only person that really wasn't doing time trials that much. Um uh, and even then, I, I did quite a few because it's it's standardized track conditions and uh, the pace of the track is gonna be the same. So we were actually all using that to improve our pace and to pick out the spots where, okay, John's faster through the last chicane, Racine's got sector two on lockdown. I figured out a way through the backstretch chicane. And you know we're, we're all using that, working together to make us all faster and so we actually stuck with time trials for an absurdly long time like i wanted to get to racing earlier but
0: uh yeah just so you'd have more consistent data across the team members yeah sure. exactly sure makes sense uh so you had the you had the one too i know that um john and justin kind of um, died horrible deaths or, or, or close. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, I, I think that you qualifying for super cup is probably, um, maybe, maybe the biggest deal so far, but I, I mean, this was like, this was a really good result for the team. I mean, this was, yeah. this was a big deal. I think one, two is, is, is like quite a performance and it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, a, a, a small field in there. It was, I mean, there was Coke drivers, um, there was you with the Porsche Super Cup and, and um, a ton of uh, really good oval and road drivers in general there. I mean, it was, it was quite a field. So but congrats to you guys.
3: Thanks. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think we've solidified our spot as the strongest road racing team in North America. Um, I'm sure we'll have plenty of challengers here to come, but you know, we had drivers starting first second fourth and sixth in the feature of this pretty intense field for some pretty great prizes yeah so i'm i'm really really proud of the team and how strong we all were you know justin actually hadn't driven the car until friday a week before the race and he was having trouble with shifting in general you know using the clutch to shift uh He's run a lot of skippies, but that's just... You lift the throttle and you shift. It's much easier. The MX-5, you have to focus on a lot more. So he had to come to grips with that and figure out how to drive the car fast and actually go fast at this track. So, you know, everybody did a really great job.
0: Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, very impressive uh, when I saw you guys 1-2 uh, throughout Thanks. the whole race. Um, let's do... Now, did you watch any of the BMW One Hundred and Twenty today, Brian? I know you didn't, didn't participate. Actually. I've missed it. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. We could talk the result. We, if you here we go. if you want, we could talk the result. <laughs> but I think for me, me personally, uh, I think more the story was here. I was, uh, you know, we're car number forty-eight out of fifty-one. We're hanging out, top split, doing our own thing, keeping it clean. You know, it's Road Atlanta. Uh, up comes Max for stopping. Okay, hanging out. And I get it.
1: And then the Fire Nation attacks. I get it. I
0: get it. You're a fast guy. You do your thing. We're going into turn one. Uh, he's he's flashing his light down the back stretch. He's flashing his light and in the chicane. He's flashing his light coming out of turn fourteen. He's flashing his lights everywhere. I think he's got that. I I don't know if I don't know if he has it mapped the same button that's shifting. But if he doesn't, he maybe he should. <laughs> uh, but he's flashing me. He's flashing me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I he's he, he's he's going to dive into turn one. And at this point, you know, we're going to go lap down. I think their car is sitting fourth or something. I, I'm not I'm not out there to get in the way of the leaders in a, in a money race. That's just not what I want to do. However, uh, so I break early, and I, I, I'm in I'm in the fence. What's happening? I, I we there's contact. I there's a 4x on my screen. I'm spinning. I'm in the fence. There's a max stepping, sliding in the gravel. Oh my god! What's happening? Uh, tell you what, let's relive this moment. Let's relive this moment. I I think I can make it so that everyone can see this as document. you
1: have been for the last 12 hours but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Okay, Ryan and Manny, can you see what I see? Oh yeah. Excellent. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. You see what I see. Uh now everyone can see it on the stream as well. So this is uh I don't know who clipped this, but if you see here, this is Max for stop and hates Man, is, is it. Oh my god. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. Let's try
3: and huh? find a way of showing
0: you this one. So this will be. Yeah, there he is. Where we're There's me. At. There I am. Max
3: Verstappen uh, in the number seventy two. He looks great, gotta say. And of yeah. course, he had such a. Horrific. Okay, he's definitely
0: making his notes. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Oh, oh no! Happy oh no! Oh, oh no! Into the
2: wall. Oh no! There, for Max oh
3: Verstappen, no! <laughs> how did that happen uh, this one. i mean it, it looked down, like you were he was clearly corner, looking uh, to make the pass that. and then he just doesn't turn I, well, I, I think that's going to be a case of what, what was the lap did you piss f- him off earlier my
0: corner. favorite bit is the is the announcer world, here saying what, <laughs> what was the <laughs> lab there, car what was, what was the lab car the bad bad trying to be, do and i'm like make the fucking corner uh the other announcer I'm here sure uh will vincent he's he's <laughs> off the rails but We're this other foul he's, he's got it. It. uh we'll anyway try. so the deal is here the deal is guys uh redline posted about it later but i guess max stephen had a wheel disconnect a short wheel disconnect I've, I've never i've never heard of this before but i'm told that it is a it is a thing that happens uh it's not something I'm familiar with, but I'm, I'm willing to believe it happened. Cause you, you look at how, how straight his wheel is. Uh, yeah. but oh my God, it was, it was, uh, I guess I was like, well, this is, this is top split. This is top split in a money race. I guess this is what it looks like. Death at all turns. Uh, oh, oh my God. Let's get a hot take from Brian here. Uh, what do you we're we voting Manny, uh y- you love a good wheel disconnect murder, right?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I love a good wheel disconnect murder, but uh just from the grapevine uh having some mild familiarity with the type of equipment he may be running. Mm-hmm. Um the USB wheel disconnects absolutely do happen. Um overall, not a great look. <laughs> um i think you mentioned earlier you didn't get it like an apology or a sorry or anything which is suboptimal
0: uh oh uh, you know that that is one of the that yeah, is something i'm I not sure that.
1: there's any defending it for me honestly more than that incident uh there was your pit lane incident oh uh, which is i think much more blatant. I'm afraid I and, don't have a Twitch clip. Uh, for me, the fa- my favorite part of the max incident has to be the announcer asking <laughs> what you're doing by leaving 95% of the track going into the
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it was too good. It was too good. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. This is actually something I wanted to, and I don't want to be too serious about it because I, I don't, I don't want to uh, make anyone um, talk shit about any, uh, Porsche sports community, but I, I was actually kind of thinking about this and, and, and no one, I feel like in, in a lot of endurance events that I've done. And admittedly, this was the first top split kind of team event I've done. Yeah. I think any big ones at least. And I, I was kind of thinking that how often in a lower split that I'd get a message from, um, you get a message from someone on the team that, you know, they're watching or whatever. And you get a message and it'll say someone'll like PM you, like you know, whisper, hey, sorry, or whatever. And I'm wondering, you know, so in in Porsche, how often do you guys talk after the race? Like if you got an incident, would it be likely that you guys would talk about it?
3: So most of the incidents I've had in the Super Cup, I've talked to the driver after the race. Sometimes it's Sim saying sorry. Sometimes it's me saying mea culpa. Usually it ends up you know, fine. Like like any other race, any other split. You know, you, you, one person says sorry or you both explain your perspective, what went wrong and that's that. I've had a couple incidents where we weren't able to come to an agreement after the fact and a couple, I don't I'm not going to name names here. No, 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 that's fine. But a couple that were pretty painful to me that I heard nothing. And those were actually uh, two teammates that I I just heard nothing from after the incident. Trauma. So, wow. Definitely, I think uh, different teams foster different cultures at the highest level. Sure. And you see that everywhere, but... It's even more clear, um, even more clear at this level. And you know, you're racing the same guys every every race, so you get to know people's tendencies a lot better. Uh, just as a as a positive example, the VRS guys all seem very. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they're perfect or anything, but they seem like one of the more mature teams on the grid um generally not looking for they don't have that sense of toxicity that you get a lot uh, you know other teams are very much on the other end of that spectrum so i think it's an issue at every high level sport and every high level esport. Um, when so much is at stake it's when so much is at stake and you are literally one of the best in the world racing with the best in the world it's harder than normal to keep egos in check I think and the ugly side of that shows not maybe as often as you'd expect but certainly more often than you'd hope in in a series like the Super
0: it's it's interesting i think uh and and i do think that when you bring up that you race you know every every two weeks or or whatever the schedule is close to that um that it probably is beneficial for guys to not really make enemies because you probably i mean there's there's only 40 guys You, you know if if five guys on the grid don't like you very much that's probably no good for you uh just in general so and I, it, here's the thing, right? So this thing happened, and I understand that that myself and Escari Livery uh, is kind of a nobody to Team Redline. We're getting lapped. I don't care. It's fine. I understand. I understand. I understand the levels here. My day. But uh, I uh, I do kind of wish that someone could have said, "Oh, hey, we had a wheel wheel disconnect. Sorry." I would have been like, "Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's fine. I get it." Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it did. It was kind of. It was kind of. I was kind of like, well, you know, you you kill a lap car and no one thinks twice. I was kind of like, well, we didn't even get a mention in the in the team Redline uh, uh, Twitter or their little uh, their uh, press release. And I'm kind of like, well, it just said they took our lap car with them. And I was like, well, I, you you did. You killed the race. And but, I think
3: that's ridiculous. You know, if what? your wheel disconnects, which I think. Looking at that incident, you know, he had nothing to gain from just driving into you like that. Uh, I don't he, think he wanted to nuke his own race. No, so no, I think no. Especially if he was pretty likely. It, it was just kind of weird.
0: Yeah, you look at like, yeah. how straight his wheel is, too. It sucks
3: for you guys, and I think it's pretty likely. But the first thing you got to do in that situation is say, hey, this happened. I'm
0: sorry. I think, uh, yeah, no, it, and it wasn't a huge deal. Like, I mean, especially, you know, now with uh, the wheel disconnecting. And we all get it. We all have technicals, even even if it wouldn't have been. We all make mistakes, you know. Say he was trying to get back in line and screwed up. Uh, whatever. But I, I do think that in general, like a quick apology goes a long way. But regardless, regardless, it's fine. Uh, it is funny that you bring up. Uh, and it, it was less of a big deal. It's funny Best that you bring up sharpens the spear oh my pitch god, oh <laughs> my god. The one twenty was just like uh, the big teams, just just bullying us the whole race. Um, uh, Backham from VRS gave us a little little boot into the pits and we got a, uh unsafe pit entry which was a 40 second stop and go for our troubles uh, mm. again I understand these guys are very quick uh, entering pit lane I'm sure better than I going over the crest uh, you know they really got that dialed in but hey man you got a lap car in front of you you got to chill out uh, again no apology I think
3: part of that and unfortunately the communication about this isn't very good Uh, between guys like yourself and the group of people who are top tier, think they're top tier and they're going for every last bit of pace. Sure. The preparation levels can be different and it can be really difficult for a fast guy that's used to these margins. You know, we're talking about in the super cup, a margin of a couple tenths, you know, a 10th in a corner is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's really a lot. And, When you're racing against other people who are also at that level that consider attempt in a corner a lot, the margin, you expect the car in front of you to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a field of mostly fast guys, but then some people that are just less serious, uh, a little bit less looking for every mark. not excusing it because I I don't think it's okay I don't think it's right but it can very easily catch you off guard
0: well I think the uh it's an easy mistake to make and I don't I don't particularly put him at fault I mean um my good pit entry compared to Beckham's pit entry who is sitting 12th or whatever is very different I mean we're probably a second apart just on our um, cuz road Atlanta is not the easiest um, pit entry, you know, you go over the crest, you got to get the car slowed down on the right. Uh, so he and I probably have very different, uh, closing speeds, which I completely understand. And I don't, I don't really put him at fault. It was just unfortunate. Um, but I do think that if I would have been a super cup driver, I would have gotten an apology afterwards. That That's sort of more the, the, the question I, I, on, on the, on the whole. And I, I think, it's less of a. I want. I want to be clear. It's less of a me complaining because really, I don't really care. I mean, you know, you go to these, you go to a top split event, and um, you expect. I mean, people expect you to be at a certain pace, and um, you expect others to be at a certain pace. So they expect me at a certain level, and I know they're going to be flying everywhere because they're going for money, and I understand that. But I think that, um, you know, me. here's me on my soapbox but i think that guys at the top level could do a lot of good and and really make i don't want to say make friends but um it would be a good show just to spend 15 seconds and and like maybe even like talk to guys or whatever even it's not even always apologizing but offering a quick word or whatever to guys i think would probably be good because i mean we have we're dealing with a 52 car field in bmw the skill bottom and top's huge and um i don't know if i got a message from anyone about anything even if they were like hey i think you're lifting too early in a turn 10 or whatever something above fuel i'd be like hey man, man that's useful i mean you look at me i'm a guy who's been on the service 10 months now uh and these guys these are the pro guys um I mean, not everyone's looking to take time, but I don't know. I think, I think, you know, these people, uh, it could, it could from a very grassroots level look very good for their sponsors and, and, um, you know, cause like they're their own product, you know, just like you are with coaching and, and the team and, um, that very personal, the optics of like you. Are very important in the in a relatively small community, so it's kind of a, it's 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 interesting. I think maybe that we don't um, talk about it enough. Maybe
3: no, we don't, we don't, and that's a really interesting point that you've you've touched on. And uh, it, it's a problem within the high level community. I don't know if it's this way with other esports, but I've certainly seen it really kind of badly with iRacing. The high level drivers. It's it's almost a click. Um, the high level drivers all, everybody knows everybody, right? Because that, that's normal, you race against each other, mm-hmm. you're the only people at that level. A lot of the high level drivers aren't making any effort to connect with slower guys to connect with the the rest of the community outside of the top tier right yeah and you know on some level i don't think it's feasible you know we can't be friends with everybody no no Uh, no no can't be we can't it's not reasonable to expect a high-level driver's circle of friends to be like, oh, one other high-level driver and 15 slower guys. No, no. There's a reason we're all spending a lot of time together. But at the same time, yeah. there is that issue of you don't get any respect either on track or sometimes it feels like as a person until no. you prove you're at that level. Then suddenly you're a person. You exist. Um I could get more into it, but I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. It just It's definitely an issue with our community and one that I hope that a lot of drivers, uh, or more drivers try to help fix. Uh, yeah, and
1: I think from the from the sounds of uh, where you're coming from on this, it sounds like a lot of it is really, maybe to some degree, self-awareness, right? Like, it seems, it's it strikes me that, um, both you as a person and you in terms of like a team manager and owner uh it sounds like you tend to look at things maybe from a bigger picture than where some of the other guys might be strictly focused on those sweet sweet sponsor dollars and results at the expense of everything else um where it seems like you appreciate the role the community plays maybe a little more than some of your peers at the same level um so no i think it's i think uh to your point it sounds like a lot of it is maybe to some degree self-awareness and being cognizant of the image that you cultivate when uh you go for the sherman approach uh scorched earth at all costs uh, in pursuit of total victory so
3: yeah Mm -hmm. i try and it's something that i'm certainly i mean i've got a long way to go to to improve on that but uh just being aware as you say you know that self-awareness the the impact that we can someone in my position can have on other people in the community even by just not thinking about the rest of the community
1: or coming on bad podcasts to talk about twilight yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, if I had answered Team Edward, I might uh, might be getting some hate mail. <laughs> I might, anyway. But yeah, I think uh, I think if if we're all just thinking more about that stuff, we can really go a long way.
0: Uh, and I I don't want to I don't want to be all doom and gloom on it. I actually think that the sim racing community, from top to bottom, has been um, probably one of the most welcoming and positive communities I've ever been a part of. Um, just to be clear. And I don't think that it's actually, um, and when I, when I'm complaining about the red line incident or what I'm saying, Oh, back, I'm pumping into the pits. I actually don't think that it's, um, so much of a problem of them being like, Oh, I don't care. I think it's maybe more of an issue of, um, uh, and, and part of the quantification of significance, maybe to some degree. Yeah. and, And just like, um,
3: isn't that I'm the same as doing,
0: i don't care doing so, same, they, kind of same.
1: uh I, that is a fair that is a
0: fair I, counterpoint i do think that the um and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's like a um watching nascar thing and how they often deal with their on track stuff off the track uh but i really think that the oval community is super vocal compared to the road community i don't think i very rarely will i touch someone on track on an oval and not talk about it in voice chat or even have um some pms afterwards and usually it's it's quite positive people be like oh hey man i know i did this stupid thing such and such uh and i and i don't know if it's actually people being like hey i know i'm going to race them again and over racing so close like you can't make enemies i actually think it's some sort of cultural norm and i don't know if it's a nascar thing or what but i i noticed that compared to the road, maybe it's just a talkative thing. Cause you know, oval races are much more chatty. <laughs> I mean, they, they are like guys are bullshitting all the time with yellows, but, um, but it's, it's interesting. And I, I, I do kind of hope that the, I think we could find a nice middle ground. Cause I don't need to hear the guys talking about their wives during a cautioning, you know, <laughs> but, um, the road guys maybe could probably learn some from oval too. So it, it's, it's fun uh from the chat it's odd because i usually hear people bitch and you know, oval. Well, yeah there's that too but uh you know overall i i've had a i've had a pretty good experience with the yeah. community so i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be just to be clear I, I you know i'm complaining a little bit about the 120 but um that's it's 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 peanuts compared to the, the overall um experience i've had with with guys Poor peanut butter
3: porter oh it was so good it's gone <laughs> but
0: it was so good
3: that's really interesting um I could speculate about some reasons for that, but uh, obviously I don't have any any better perspective to offer. I will say that for some reason, the roadside... I'll tell you, I was shocked when I first started uh, mixing with these high-level guys at the general vibe I was getting. A lot of the time and it's great to hear that the oval side of things uh that there's a lot more of a community sense that there's less elitism stuff like that
0: i think it is smaller too like the group the, the, the guys that are the group of guys that are fast in like top splits of oval it's a lot smaller i think the time zones are more limited um hmm. and that's maybe fair. that's yeah something there's not to as much it.
1: spread that's that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: Maybe. I mean, because yeah, like. But, go ahead.
3: Well, I was just going to say, you know, on the road side, it's it's completely different. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
3: for the most part, and uh, especially at Racecraft, we're we're working to, at the very least, not. Uh, I'm not saying it right, but not not continue that trend, you know. Yeah, not, not be another sure.
1: another brick in the toxicity wall or exactly. However, it is. Yeah, sure.
0: No, I understand, and uh, I do think that some of the teams, I don't know, are. If you're a red line, if you're a coanda, you probably, I don't know, if you, if you spent a lot of time on every message you got and dealing with like every 2.3k guy that thinks they're the shit next Ayrton Senna, like, you'd have no time, and you'd be super burned out. So I assume there probably is, like, a reason that, you know, there is probably a reason for the way that certain things are. Because how many messages on Discord do you think Josh Rogers gets, like, every week? It's probably stupid. It's probably a ton. People find him on the VRS server and just, like, spam him, right? I don't know. He probably has tons of fun. <laughs> hey, man, please look at my data. I did a 12. You did an 11. Do you think I can make Pro? Uh, okay. You know what? Um, Brian, you want to stay with us? Yeah, and we're about done here. What do you think? You got You got any other 10 minutes? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Uh, we're going to talk about something. Uh, actually, you know, you're a VR user, right? I am. You're a VR user, and you're I was about to ask you where your monitors yeah. were on the rig.
1: I was like, "Wow, your monitors are so far away." It's funny.
0: So you're a VR user, and you're in a world championship. So I'm assuming you must be a dirt world championship because there's no other explanation that you'd have both. Uh, he's in the he's in the non-winged uh, world championship. That's not defunct. Oh, is state. he really? No, he's not, Manny.
3: <laughs>
0: uh. But so there's been, there's been, um, uh, dirt, uh, the sprint car has been, the qualifying series has been going on and they moved it to, uh, a road to pro, like one, one, uh, race a week qualifying series. I don't know if you're aware of this, Brian.
3: No, I didn't. So they,
0: yeah, so it's just, it's just one time slot a week. Uh, and, and. And do you think this would be a good idea for Porsche to move to like, like a one time. So, so they'd run them at the same time that the super cup races would go. So like, you know, the qualifying series would be one race a week. They'd be on Saturdays at 9am or 10am for you or whatever. Um, and it would be like a, you know, like a one season one time slot a week. Do you think that would be better as a qualifying series or not?
3: Well, so if we take the top split in a vacuum,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: I think yeah that's better Um, I don't like that people can people have four shots to have a good race right Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're in the top spot every race you have a good chance every race but as someone who qualified from the second split last year I was one of two people two maybe three to make it from the second split last year Um, me and Dane Warren maybe Alexei Usyakola Not sure about him. I think he made it to top pretty quickly. Anyway, having one split per week would have ruined a lot of my early point scores. Because it's much harder. It's easier and harder at the same time to score points in the second split. My points largely came from the second, even the third and fourth races where I could make a weaker top split, right? With the strength of field being 7,400 instead of 8,000. And those races, you know, I I would beat some people from the top split. I would finish, say fourth and get a really nice point score. Whereas in the second split with a 6,500 strength of field, you have to finish top two to get a relevant point score. Sure. And there are plenty of people that you know the the rating system really isn't so accurate above a certain level
0: Agreed. agree just because Absolutely. you're
3: generally not racing against people of your same skill yep and you get free points for beating people that you should be expected to beat every time mm-hmm. so um, i think that system really really hurts people who are underrated going in which it's funny yo, a year wow. ago i think i would have been pretty excited about going to one race per week, but that really hurts the general sense of you don't have to have the rating to make it. You just have to be good.
0: See, I think I think that it's actually better for guys in second and third split, because also,
3: yeah, Tom, I'll, I'll
1: let you continue, but uh, I think you and I were about to mention the, the same point.
0: Well, there's a couple things. Uh, let's take... Uh, We'll talk about first an example from the Porsche qualifiers. Um, When at Nord's, there was a time, I think it was, was it Berryman? I don't think it was Berryman because he couldn't get in anyway. Um, But there was a fella who had, who won the race, uh, the race before the big broadcast at SOF, okay? And he had... Uh, the only way to score more points in the broadcasted race was to win it, and he knew that, okay? So he's in second. We're on the last lap at Nords. Dive bomb, big, big send, because he's got nothing to lose. Takes out the leader, takes out himself, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So now you have a you have a checkers or wreckers uh, going on a lot more, I think, if you got four... Um, four shots at it and and i think that too it, i mean not only does it encourage um being super aggressive uh if there if there's one slot a week if you wreck i think it's i think it actually is way worse for top split guys so in the dirt sprinkler qualifiers i was third split okay and mostly i'm doing it because i i enjoy fucking around in four tens and i sure. like the, i like the one week but Um, I gave it a go, you know, I had a good week. I'm up like, I was up like 800 I rating, um, uh, running four tens and I gave it a go and I was third split and, um, I got third or fourth. I don't remember. And that put me at 22nd overall and top 20 get in. So guys in top split are not very happy about this, this new system that we have, you know, Mm -hmm. we, and especially with split cars because not everyone gets in the feature, and if you don't get in the feature, you're scoring almost nothing. So uh, it's like doubly bad for top split guys and in, in sprint cars. It's it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting that you, you say it's it would be worse. I think it's much better. I think there would be zero chance of me making uh, sprint car or WC if without this system because I think it really mixes up. And guys are wrecking out. And there's and the, well, and sprint Card 2 is only seven weeks and then two drops, so it's it's interesting. I think it's interesting you say that, and and you might be right mathematically. We'd we'd have to look at that, but um, and man.
1: and I think I think and I think part of why it works, um, particularly when you look at like oval road to pro with a single time slot, um, is for the exact same thing that you just stated about I rating not really mattering past a certain point. So what you end up having. Is for example uh, with the current setup of Road to Pro, the participation is so high, and there that I think anyone in the first What was it this to- uh, year Tom like f- top four splits is in contention. Really?
0: Uh, I mean, just because that yeah, because the strength of fields are so close.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it goes. I think this year was. 5.5 to 6K was enough, where if you're finishing at the top of the field every single time and fourth split, you know, going into third split on weird weeks, that you're getting enough points.
0: You'd have to Which be I very good Which I think is one
1: split, of the advantages yeah. of having a single standardized time.
3: So there's one thing I will say about the Super Cup qualifiers. And this is without getting into... Hear the pros and cons of this. Hear the pros yeah. and cons of that. Mm-hmm. In the Super Cup qualifiers, I can think of one person who didn't get in that probably deserved to get in, and that's because he had he was really slow the first half of the season. That's Joao Vas. Uh, he had some really strong performances in the second half, and he clearly belonged in the field, but just didn't collect the points early on to to have a fair shot. Aside from that, there isn't a single person in the top 20 at the end of the day that, through qualifiers, I felt, didn't have the strength to be in the top 20. That there's someone else that should have taken their spot. And even though it was a messy qualifiers, there's a lot that went down. The results, I think, spoke for themselves.
1: I mean, Uh, and if the results didn't, the uh, burnout sleeping pit lane certainly did.
3: (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. That
3: was a whole other thing.
0: Manny, let's not talk about that before we get banned. The (laughs) the iRacing uh, uh, hackers will shut down the podcast uh, and trash my computer. I'm just
3: glad we don't have to deal with it anymore.
0: Uh, Yeah, just be careful. Just be careful, Brian. Don't talk too loudly about it. That's interesting. I, I think I'm going to think about that on, uh, I will say out of a purely selfish, I like that a lot more just because it, I don't know, it seems so clean and I, maybe it's not the fairest or the best way, but, but me thinking about it, like I know there's a lot like, guys that are like, Oh, well I can't make said time slot, but then you couldn't make the real stuff. You couldn't make the real series. And that's always been the thing with Coke with like road to pro is well if you can't make that tuesday night you can't make the regular series anyway so i don't know i kind of understand where they're coming from it's it's it makes it more of an event uh i have a feeling i have a feeling that because they went to this for the sprint cars they're gonna go elsewhere with it i would not be surprised if we see it in porsche next year you heard it first you heard first I, I I think that might be a thing, and and uh, it sounds like they'll never do snake snake splits again. That's what I hear, never again. Um, but we'll see. I I think it was fun. I'm having a fun time doing sprint car, and it's it's like an official league kind of. I mean, for guys in third split anyway. It's a good time. Uh, I think we just about got to get out of here, uh, guys, because it is ten to ten central. 10 to 11 for Brian. You should have
1: been in bed like an hour and a uh, half ago, Tom. Brian
0: will be going to sleep in another five hours, but I will be going to sleep much sooner than That's that. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Manny, do you have anything else?
1: Um, no, really. I just want to take a moment. Uh, Brian, it's been wonderful having you on the show and meeting you, and uh, thanks so much for coming on.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, uh, thanks for... Giving me the platform to speak my mind, and uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Uh,
0: that Sounds would be great. that would be excellent. I, I think. Um...
3: I mean, it's a testament
1: uh, that we can't be doing that horribly if you're willing to come back. That's so right. I'll, I'll 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 sleep well tonight on that one.
0: I think uh, now that we got most of the um, formalities out of the way, too, you could come on next time. Uh, we'll get you talking to Maynard. You'll be you'll be watching that Cup race, that that good old Winston <laughs> Cup race uh, that weekend. You'll be you'll be telling me all about crossweight and what you've learned. Uh, I look forward to that day. Or maybe you'll be telling me about uh, how you love Fairbury after after the track slicks off a little bit and you got to go to the bottom. <laughs> oh my god. Uh okay, all right guys uh this was rad um uh I pity the fool that listened again this week uh I'm Tom Midas that's Manny Tolentino and Brian Lockwood. We had them all Brian pretty much he was like a third host of the show,
1: and I mean, if nothing else <laughs> at least better than one of the other two, I'll leave it to the audience <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's right. Uh, next week here for SR is just going to be Manny, Pancake, and Brian. Uh, we'll see you then.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it.